Good evening and welcome to another edition of Oh, Adiel. And uh, you may recognise that voice, regular listeners. If you don't, we are joined tonight by Mr. Paul Thorpe. Paul, how are you doing? Very well and uh, hello to all the listeners. I hope they're all well. It actually feels like quite a bit since I've spoken to you. I don't remember that. Well, it was probably the Taunton game before New Year's. So nice seeing you again. <laughs> We've got two other guests tonight. We do have uh, Mr. Dave Pryor. Good evening. Good evening, Tom Bailey. How are you, sir? I'm uh, very well, thank you. It feels very strange being in the hot seat whilst you're here. So, yes. Um, yeah. We've rolled thank reversed. You. Thank you very much indeed. And the listeners will have realised by now that this hasn't gone up on a on a Wednesday or Thursday morning. And I don't mind telling everybody, Rick, I'm happy to say, it's my fault, isn't it? It's my fault. It's, I'm the reason why we're having to push back. Daddy the, daycare. Daddy daycare. Yeah. Kicked off this week. Childcare commitments. So, um, yeah, I've had to uh, put my foot down and change all the arrangements and make sure that everybody tends to my beck and call. And here we are. So thank <laughs> you, gentlemen. And uh, as you may have heard just well, just then as well, we've got Mr. Rick Hyatt. How are we doing, Rick? Very well. Thank you considering all things consider all the yeah i think we've got everything lined up for for yeah for, for our new home regularly put up on a friday the home of thursday night podcasting there you go well we start with probably the uh, the obvious well there's two obvious things obviously yeovil there is the game on saturday against bath big game there at hewish park uh, before we jump to that though there's a uh, even more bigger recent news in the last hour or so it has dropped that yeovil have announced the signing of dylan morgan from taunton town uh, he becomes i think the third player to join us from taunton in uh, the past six months Thorpey, we'll start with you. Don't know how much you know about Dylan Morgan, but he seems like he's a good little player. Yeah, not a hell of a lot. Listen, with, with all these types of things, uh, th- he obviously realises the situation down at Taunton is whether that th- they can do business with them, get players maybe on the cheap or whatever. I don't know what's uh, how the side has gone because, like I said, it's uh, breaking news. But it'll be interesting to see how he, he, he fits into the team, doesn't he? But also, you've got then three players that, should know each other a little bit better than if a new signing coming in. So um, hopefully you'll be able to settle in. Although other two Taunton players will be able to help him settle in a little bit quicker than possibly what would norm you know the normal time it would take. So um, yeah, listen. It, as I always say with all, all signings, you never know how they're going to go. Hopefully he's going to make the squad uh, better so that we can get over the line and and keep our keep or increase our 10-point advantage at the moment. But good luck to him. He's coming to a fantastic football club and uh, hopefully it's a long reign. You know, when you turn up at, at this club, you don't know how long you're going to stay. But if it's a long time, it's a fabulous place to, to place your trade. Yeah, definitely. And Rick, I'm just seeing here in the uh, the post on the uh, Yeovil website, he was on the books with Southampton and Forest Green at uh, youth level he uh, then moved on to Swansea after that he then dropped down to Taunton spent a year and a half there and has now joined us some good highlights I've seen as well good goals so do you think maybe he could be sort of in the mould of Jordan Maguire Drew perhaps or, or just more as a, a 10 or even a, a winger you'd hope so I mean if that's a fairly good pedigree certainly for somebody who's going to be playing their trade in the National League League South so he's, he's got a good background yeah. behind him so you know hopefully hit the ground running it's another attacking option, isn't it? So this, it's a good idea. It's a cunning plan to actually buy up all the rest of the league so that then there's no one left. <laughs> <laughs> and Yeovil can proceed without any, without any problems. But yeah, let's hope he hits the ground running and, and makes a contribution straight away because that always helps. You don't want to be hanging are you, around. Are you suggesting we could be the Abu Dhabi of uh, the, the, the National South? I think we've only got 115 breaches of financial fair play to go, but... That's quite a high bar there, Thorpey. Uh, I thought we'd get it in early, lad, so you could like, express his frustration nice and early. Yeah, but you realise what you've done now. You've messed up the podcast for everyone playing Rick Hyatt bingo. That one's gone now. I can't do that one. <laughs> Dave, I'm dropping you a super easy question, so we'll throw some of the harder ones at you later um, <laughs> before we move on from Dylan Morgan. I've been assigned the number 12. Any issues with the number 12 being given out or or is there with the number 10 being given a number 12 or would you say that's reserved for somebody else? Any issues with 12, basically? Uh, 12, that's a good point. Um, I, I think I'm okay with it. Like yeah, I'm, I'm not 
too bad with it. The only issue I have is that I think a 13 should always be a goalkeeper. I think when 13's on an outfield player, that doesn't quite sit right with me. Um, also, going further afield, West Fodderingham or Sheffield United having 18 is way off. I, that's just madness as far as I'm concerned. But that's maybe an extreme example. But in terms of um, the signing, I hope it's you know it works out well. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably not cost the earth compared to other signings that we've had in the past he's done well this season five goals isn't it this season and i think it's probably the certainly in these parts it's been the worst kept secret <laughs> certainly not quite of all time but i think everybody knew that this were this one was coming and it was just a case of when it was going to get announced and obviously it has now so hopefully we've got an opportunity to to see what he, he can do as, as immediately as um as saturday because the big games keep on a rolling with bath city on the horizon Yes, uh, a big welcome to Dylan. Only 21, still plenty of room to grow as well. And hopefully we see him on the Saturday. Speaking of, um, we'll touch on that game quickly as well. Obviously, Bath, well, in the uh, the reverse fixture, it was a 1-0 win, an hour 1-0 win at uh, Twerton Park at the start of December. It'll be exactly a month since that game on uh, on Saturday. Bath come into this game on the back of a five-game unbeaten run. They had a bit of a wobble when we met them last, but they've done well. Uh, well, they've not lost since we beat them, very similar to um, Hampton and Richmond. Thorpe, do you think um, Bath are going to have some real issues with this visit to, to Yeovil, or do you think it's going to be plain sailing? No, I think they'll come with some confidence. You know, they they played extremely well up at Bath. I know they were the you know the home team. Then it's going to be a different game for them. But I think that they'll come with um, with quite a lot of confidence, knowing that they can compete with Yeovil Town. I mean, quite similar goal differences. You know, they've they've scored forty five. We scored forty seven. They didn't let twenty nine. We've only let in uh, twenty seven. So. It's it's fairly fairly close. Obviously, we we've got fifty three points and they've only got um, the forty one. But I was very impressed with them, and you know, in Jordan Thomas, the right winger, puts in a lot of crosses, and he's going to need to be dealt with. If, if I was going to have one message to Yeovil, you deal with him early, and you you shut him out of the game, and then you know, uh, even if you have to go ten v ten, you know, I'm not saying send it off, but like you know what I mean. So. You know, if you nullify him by sacrificing a player to put him out of the game, then you can still win the game 10 v 10. He was another um, player linked with us as well, Thorpey, wasn't he? Well, I I'll tell you now, I'd sign him. I've signed, I've only seen him once. I'd sign him tomorrow. I would sign him tomorrow. I think he's got pace. Though he's extremely left footed, he's got no problem coming on to his right foot. He puts in a real good shift, but also he puts in a lot of crosses as well. And I think that that's something that. The old town will be missing. And I think that an addition for him in our squad would be, you know, an absolute big plus for me. And Thorpey. I think he could play higher. I don't think that, you know, would, if you put him higher in, in, in the next level, I think that um, with a little bit of bulking up, a little bit more aggression, I could certainly think that he could uh, do the job at a higher level as well. Thorpey, would, would prime time Paul Thorpe in his, in yeah. his heyday sort him out early doors with a reducer? Uh, I certainly would, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I'd have to say it. You know, we had the likes of Jimmy Quinn uh, to do things like that and Gary Donnellan, but I mean, certainly I think that he would be um, not feeling too clever after the first 10 minutes. He, he wouldn't want to run past game. you twice, would he? Well, see, in, in our day, it was like, let him know you're there. Because, yeah. you know, as I've said before, you know, in our day, it was like you win the war, certainly as a central defender, but you win the war, you don't win the war. Simple as that. But, as a winger, slightly different, but you need to let them know that you're going to be there. Listen, ask Tony Pounder when he got sorted out by uh, Stuart Pearce. You know, I think he came down from about six foot and um, and, and had a rather quiet, quiet game that day. So, yeah, I certainly think that a, a little um, nudge in the re- direction of a little, uh, little more of a sterner tackle than normal would be something that I would consider if I was playing against that. Also, a quick player. You know, you, when you're not as as quick, you want to bring him down to your level. So, um, you know, certainly uh, by doing that is, um, I'm, I'm not saying that's in the rules of the game, but you certainly needed to make sure that you could uh, come out on top. Otherwise, you don't end up in the team next game. The beautiful game, according to Paul Thorpe. Well, listen, and you pass the ball beautifully and you head the ball beautifully. <laughs> but there is, listen, 
when you've had a few elbows off of uh, Joe Jordan and a few others, like Christian McLean, who's played Bristol Rovers, then you certainly have to look after yourself. And, and uh, those players did it. But when you came up against those players, then you, you had to make sure that you were strong enough and not to be walked over. All about getting a result, isn't it, Thorpe? Yeah, absolutely. You want you, you got you, you got you got to be a winner. You got to be a winner in this game, you know. And if you've got more winners than you haven't got winners, and in your side you all players and whatnot, don't be saying they're not winners, but you do need the winners. Uh, no, no two ways about it. It'll be interesting seeing uh, the matchup between either Whittle or Smith, depending which side they play, Thomas. Um, as well as the fact that they're probably going to have Cook and Wilson fit as well, who've also been firing for them. Uh, Rick, with Yeovil's previous fixture against Taunton, the, the New Year's Eve one postponed, obviously an extra week for uh, Yeovil to rest and recover. Do you think this could cause them to lose sort of focus or, or that could play in their favour, especially with yet another game at home? It'll play in their favour, surely, having a, a win, another win under the belt and nicking half a Taunton squad. It's going to bode well, isn't it? I think, yeah, Yeovil could, well, pick up maximum points from those two and then they're in a, a fantastic position moving forward. And uh, Dave, before we had some predictions, Yeovil again with, uh, well, doesn't appear to be any injury um, worries as well. So it, it may well be, well, fresh injury worries, I'd say. It could be a bit of a selection crisis for um, for Mark Cooper. Will Dawes should be back from his, I believe it was a dead leg he suffered in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the Taunton fixture. So, how would you, how would you line up with the threat that Bath pose? Would you go sort of standard, or would you look to try and counter what they're going to bring? I think Mark Cooper does sometimes like to change it for these games, doesn't he? I think we've seen that before, where he's sort of a, a horses for courses man. But I think I'd probably try and keep it as we are with. I'd, I'd probably keep with a solid back four because I just think that we look much more solid i think towards the start of the season when we went with um the partnership of Wannell and morgan williams that seemed to sort of unlocked the start of that how many run how many games was it 14 15 that winning run that we had and i think that was the key behind it you know thorpe said many a times and we hear it all the time about you 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 set up solidly from the back and sort of work your way forward and yeovil with done that pretty well to be honest and like you just mentioned in there about Alex Whittle I kind of forgot in many ways because of his injury problems and then obviously Falston coming in are we expecting Whittle to be back on Saturday or is he back now he should be I didn't fit, go to the whether he's playing or whether Falston's playing I'm, I'm not sure yeah it'll be interesting to see their rotation so I don't know I, that's what I would do whether Mark Cooper would do sort of try and like I say more of a horses for courses man and maybe he will stick because Correct me if I'm wrong, because you were on comms, weren't you, for the reverse fixture? It was it was three at the back, wasn't it, when we went up to their place? Yes. yes. Yeah. So mm. even though I would go for the back four, it wouldn't surprise me if Cooper went to a three. And uh, with that, we shall get some predictions and then move on to the weekend, which will be uh, FA Cup based. So Dave, we'll stay with you. Um, mm. Predictions time. So always have to fancy us at home. You mentioned about the the reverse game and Yeovil were pretty lucky that day, to be honest. Bath, for a bit more clinical, probably could have had at least a couple of goals in that game. Morgan Williams stepping up on that occasion. So I'm going to go 2-0 to Yeovil. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Hyatt. Not quite as confident as as, as Dave Hildeprior. Uh 2-1. I think it's going to be uh, nip and tuck and hopefully come out on the right result of it, right end of it. But yeah, I fancy a 2-1. And Paul Thorpe. <laughs> well, again, I think that, um, you know, remember Gilly, Gilly applied for the Oval job a, a long while ago, so we will not want to lose twice. And um, I think it's going to be a tough game. And uh, I think if we nick it by the odd goal, yeah, I'd be extremely happy with that. Like we did back up at their place, really. One bit of quality and we got the goal that, that, that um, we probably didn't really deserve, but we got. Um, so I'm expecting them to be as, as aggressive. Yeah, I think Rick, Rick could be right. 2-1, I'll go. Yeovil, obviously. Have that prior. <laughs> you know, it's funny because they started off with my build-up of being quite reserved and then 2-0 still fell out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 3-2 just because. are very good going forward. As we saw, we got a, we really got away with it against them 
in the reverse. So I'm I'm going to say they'll get some goals. We'll take the lead and and keep it steady, but three two, I think. It could be a could be an exciting one. We'll move on from uh, Yeovil and Bath, as I just see Taunton have actually let another player go in their, well, apparent crisis, it seems. FA Cup time, guys. We love the FA Cup. Um, of yes. course, the last round was the end of Yeovil's journey, but um, we'll, we'll give some focus to the uh, the bigger teams that have now entered the tournament we probably won't even touch on all of the predictions just because there are plenty of fixtures to go around so we might just get one or two from each of you as we go through um there is actually one as we record tonight um between crystal palace and everton so we'll just rapid fire through that just one. looking um, at that and i thought yeah. Yeah. i didn't wasn't expecting that to Thursday, be sneaking in there tonight thursday through to monday there is at least a, a televised fixture of fa cup action and, so. and on itv4 as well Clearly, nobody is that interested in it. Well, it's ITVX as well, Rick, your favourite streaming service. Britain's most um, reliable streaming service. <laughs> Good Lord. Five-second predictions. Uh, well, actually, no, ten-second predictions. Uh, Rick Hyatt, we'll start with you. Crystal Palace versus Everton. 1-2. One, 1-2. Two. One, two. Thorpe. Really? No, I think this is going to be an absolute... I love Crystal Palace at home. I think they're exciting. I think they're... Yeah, I, I, I'm going 3-1. Um, th- Palace. Oh, Dave Pryor. This is quite a tough start, I think, Palace and Everton. As we can um, see, with Thorpe yeah. being so wildly wide of the mark with his prediction. So, <laughs> I do I do like the idea of this one being on ITV4 and just sort of sandwiched in after Minder or something. <laughs> like, oh, and next up is Crystal Palace Everton. Um, I will say, is it replays at this point? Have we still got replays that hasn't been scrapped yet? Has it? I'm going to go one apiece. One apiece? How oh, boring. Tom Bailey had yes. the terrified look of somebody who hasn't done his research then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tom. No. Uh, no. I think it is, it is replays, isn't it? Is, is eh? it replays from now, is it? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Ooh, I'll find it out. Ooh. It's not replays and not until the fifth 16th. round onwards. Is it fifth, fifth round onwards? Is it? Fifth yeah, round yeah. onwards. Is it extra, extra time, time or penalty. straight to pens? Extra time and penalties. Extra time and pens, okay. You were trying to catch him out there, weren't you? I know. A little caveat. <laughs> says me who didn't know the answer that's why i'm not hosting tonight (laughs) it's different but all the tournaments is horrible well that's thursday sorted at least well tonight um we've got two that we're going to look at for friday there are three games but fulham versus rotherham doesn't exactly catch the eye um the the only one that's not on well should we just quickly say home wins all round (laughs) we'll just say home wins rotherham are out of form as well fulham will will score five i'm just not sure how many rotherham will get (laughs) See, now I think I think Fulham are really looking at staying in the Premier League. So I actually think they've got a weak inside out. And I'm going to predict that there's going to be a possible upset there. No, really? It shouldn't be. But I think that sometimes it's a habit of we'll just put a weak inside out because they're yeah, in yeah. poor form. And all of a sudden you get one little silly upset and there's no reason why it shouldn't be at Fulham. That's quite, like a, to... quite a comprehensive look at a fixture that Tom didn't want to mention. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would just like to add, to, to put a dampener on uh, Thorpe's prediction, they've won three games this season yeah. uh, in the league out of 26. They are seven points adrift. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they haven't, they haven't played Fulham's under-23s yet, yeah, Tom, Absolutely. Have they? <laughs> they haven't played Fulham's under-23s. I hadn't thought about that. Well, obviously, we'll touch... if they put our strength and side out to go further, then Fulham are obviously going to win it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We'll touch on the two TV fixtures. Are you sure? Fixtures, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky for you, we are. <laughs> we'll start with Brentford versus Wolves, kicking off at uh, 7.15. Another interesting one, I would say. Of course, this fixture was played about a week ago or so. where Brentford... I was going to say, I was getting deja vu then, Tom. I was yep. thinking, just repeat what we said last week or whenever it was. <laughs> well, Wolves in that game did win 4-1 away from home. There was a goal fest going on there. Huang getting himself on the score sheet twice as well. So The Korean representative. Um, who did we... A South Korean community member. Uh, Rick, do you see this being a repeat? Yes. 4-1. Not specifically 4-1. All right, let's... <laughs> Cool your boots. I th- I think that the the tangerines from Wolverhampton will will come out on top on this. I th- but I think it'll be by uh, Brentford one two Wolverhampton Wanderers. Are they tangerines? I only say that because a friend of mine insists that they're gold, and I keep telling him that, that no, they play in orange. All right, I, I only. Hello, Mr. Pittman. Think- just in case you're <laughs> listening, but yes, 
It's, it's, I was it's thinking there was going to be Blackpool fans screaming at you. <laughs> or Dundee United fans or someone like that. No, they... Admittedly, Wolves do play in gold, except for when I'm in conversation with Neil Pittman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Thorpe, we'll come to you next. Brentford, with some injuries still. Won't be too long, actually, before Ivan Tony's back as well. Um, yeah. I wouldn't bet on have, it. They've got... Okay. <laughs> They've got a couple of um, departures for uh, AFCON coming up as well. Do you think this could just be a rotated side and another, well, somewhat easy win for Wolves? Yeah, I do see it as a win for Wolves. Uh, I don't think, I think he's, see, look, his tactics at home are really quite good. But I think he'll he'll revert to his away tactics at home. I think he'll really pack the defence, he'll pack the midfield. He might even need just one up front. So I think that will make it more difficult for um, for Wolves, but I do believe that they'll win the game. So I'm just going to go for a two-one. Um, but uh, I think that they are they are really playing some good football, and I, and I love him as a manager. And the work rate he's getting from his squad, I think, is outstanding. So in my heart, I want to also see a Wolves win as well because I do like him uh, as a manager. So yeah, Wolves win. And uh, Dave Pryor, with Brentford coming in off the back of five consecutive losses, really could be cause for concern there um, for Brentford. Perhaps there's a chance to reset their streak, but I don't know if you agree with the other two. So I think the streak comes to an end. Um, I think they, I think they win this one. Um, I think sort of touching on what Thorpey was saying about what Fulham might do, even though I don't. I mean, possibly you could put Brentford in that category on their current form, but. You would you would think just looking at it objectively, you don't think either side would have a relegation worry. But with that aside, everybody still tends to sort of in that middle pack prior, prioritize the Premier League, and it wouldn't be surprised if both Brentford and Wolves both make changes for this one. And then yeah. because of that, I think just sort of the home team will just have a little bit too much for two changed teams. So again, it's heavily caveated on what the team selection is, but I'll say um, a, a two-one Brentford win. Ooh. I think I'm going to go for a 1-0 Brentford win. And I think the only reason that will happen is, as Davis said, I think Wolves will just rotate more. They've got, I, th- I feel like they're just operating better at the moment. Brentford kind of seem out of it. I don't even think they'd want to go through necessarily that or they go for a serious cup run and finish 15th. But they're not looking great at the moment, Brentford. Um, only four points above the drop zone. Uh, so... 1-0 Brentford and uh, we'll move swiftly on to Spurs versus Burnley kicking off at 8pm Burnley of course they lost 3-2 in that thriller against uh, Burnley no against Villa whilst uh, Spurs won at uh, home to Bournemouth so Dave we'll stay with you this should be a case of how many surely it's goals 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 definitely and I would imagine that it will go along the lines of four goals for the Spurs and one for the Burnley. I don't trust Spurs to keep a clean sheet, but I certainly don't trust Burnley to keep a clean sheet. <laughs> and Tottenham have got goals in them at the moment. I think they're they're pretty formidable at home so far, aren't they? And again, like we're saying about rotation, I wouldn't be surprised if Burnley made a few changes as well and Tottenham squad will obviously just be superior even if the changes that they make so yeah 4-1 potentially a couple for Mr Richarlison in there as well if you want a goal scorer Rick with the potential for Spurs to carry on a, a Champions League run uh, well qualifying for Champions League again chance for maybe Burnley to cause an upset to to make something out of this season or or again do you think it's just going to be a drubbing I think Burnley's season goes from bad to worse. And the Hotman Totspurs may even rotate their squad to the extent that Eric Dyer gets a mm. game. That's how much they're going to rotate oh, their God. squad. And I think it's important, though, at every round of the FA Cup, that somebody needs to contact Osvaldo Ardiles and see if his knees are going all trembly. Because if they are, then Spurs are on their way to <laughs> Wembley. Uh, thank you, Thorpe. <laughs> the youngster's not appreciating that. But, oh, um, I love it. <laughs> you are, you are. It was worth the entrance money that was. In the, the cup money. with Tottenham. In the cup for Tottenham. Yeah, that one. That's the one. Evening, evening, Tom Bailey. <laughs> Look at the Who's youth. That? The youth is all confused. Uh, yeah, I, I think Tottenham. I remember Hotspurs, it was a manager. But that's it. Tottenham Hotspurs will uh, will, will be victorious by three of your English goals to one English goal. 
Where's this? Where's this sort of? <laughs> I don't know. Thorpey, um, any Brexit, Brexit <laughs> means Brexit, Rick. <laughs> Sorry, have we left? <laughs> We've gone. We've definitely left. <laughs> okay, Thorpey, so any I final did, thoughts? I did hear something on Sky earlier on that is possible. Is why he's not worried about winning the FA Cup this year. So I do think he will play Eric Dyer as uh, Rick has. Uh, so it's going to be a, a depleted um, team, I think. That would that would allow Burnley a little bit more grace, but I certainly don't think it's enough grace to win this game. So I do think that uh, Tottenham will, will will win the game. Uh, I think they, their depth in squad is still good enough to be able to do that. And um, I'm predicting no goals for Burnley and possibly two or three for Tottenham. I think I'd agree. 3-0 Tottenham. Yeah. Everything seems to have been covered. Spurs just have a better team and uh, they're on... The, the up at the moment. So 3-0 for me. That is it for Friday. Moving on to Saturday. And what a corker to start us off. Um, I don't know if you guys actually saw about this. It is the... Well, you've seen the tie, obviously. Uh, Sunderland hosting Newcastle. Um, I don't know if you've seen that Sunderland have made their visitors feel very welcome by um, redoing a little bit of their stadium, sort of the, the fan hospitality areas, um, to make it more welcoming for Newcastle. I don't know what any of your thoughts would it be on that if any of you have, have seen these What pictures. have they done, Thomas? No. What have they done? They've they've uh, changed some of their... I can't remember specifically, but it's <laughs> a lot of... How way I think... <laughs> they've done this thing that you're not sure what it is, but would we like to comment yeah. on it? That's where, that's, where the, that's where the host was hoping we'd was, be able to help them. None <laughs> yeah. of us have seen it either. Don't help so, well, The research on this show is flipping extraordinary. We're professionals. We're professionals. Come here. back, A.D. Hopper. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the pictures up. Have they just well. like There's... covered their car park in sand for all the camels no, no, to have a camel park or something? It's it's part of the stadium. Um, <laughs> the camels to park. <laughs> they've crossed out in their uh, visitors sort of hospitality um, Hawaii and put Hawaii in like black writing as if Newcastle have been there already because they speak in different accents and they've put up black paint and saying keep the black and white flying high that's behind the bar and uh, we are we are united so and all in black and white as well so. I don't know. I don't know how that. Imagine Weymouth fans turning up, and we've got a visitor bar for them, and it's sort of like draped in Weymouth. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't understand it. Thorpe, explain the psychological that, warfare. It's taking the mick a little bit, isn't it? It's almost rubbing their nose a little bit. That's only going to rile them up even more, in it really. I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, it's not for me. Let's get there. Listen, I don't know any football club that's made any changes to make it any nicer for the away team. In fact, I've gone to some of the way. Changing rooms and they've been absolutely disgraceful. Is it John, John Beck used switch. to do that, didn't he? When he was at Cambridge, he used to switch the hot water off. Oh, I've been in many a cold shower. Yeah, and and you, they, they don't even bother turning it on hot for you. You know, some of the some of the welcoming uh, stuff even in there is absolutely disgraceful. The tea, oh, undrinkable. So that, that, that's the type of welcoming that you. It was Crystal Palace expect. Brighton, wasn't it? When someone left a jobby in the Crystal Palace changing room. <laughs> Well, for yeah. want of a better term, <laughs> yes, a Richard the Third, <laughs> a Brad Pitt, if you will. <laughs> yeah. oh, we've got them all coming out tonight. Well, coming on to the football side of things, yes, um, why not? Obviously, Newcastle coming in off the back of their, I believe it was their defeat to the mighty Liverpool, where uh, we last saw them. And uh, Sunderland, I can't see their most recent fixture, but they are sick. They're in the playoffs at the moment in the championship. This could be a chance for uh, for a potential upset, I would say. Dave, would you agree? Um, so I th- I do, but talking talking. But you of, don't talking of Jobby and Brad Pitt. I, I I just don't really rate Michael Bill as a manager. I don't get it. I don't know why he's gone in there. I, it doesn't fill me with any real confidence if i was a sunderland fan and we got rid of tony mowbray and we put in michael bill that i'd be saying what where's the ambition what's this telling us i I don't know i maybe that's kind of obscuring what i think is going to happen because i do think it's going to be a really good a really good game do you know what let's have a north northeast desmond shall we should we have a northeast desmond to kick start the day two Mm. two at the Stadium of Light. I did think, though, Tom, when you said that um, about the game that kicks us off, I've just seen on my app here that I have in front of me that at one o'clock it's also Iraq versus South Korea. So uh, maybe one to keep an eye out for. 
I like football, but I don't like football that much. I'll, I'll let that one go in uh, and uh, maybe check the scores in the evening. Rick, this is the first, I'm going to get this mixed up, Tyneweir derby, I think, since 2016, where yeah. it was uh, Newcastle 1, Sunderland 1. Um, do you see a repeat or, or could it go, well, either way? One thing puzzles me about this fixture and it's something that I need clarifying. What's the state of the Newcastle squad? Is it somewhat depleted? No one's mentioned it. No one's touched on it, no. There are a couple of injuries. They're oh. all cup-tied. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Newcastle are going to win, aren't they? It's silly to predict anything else. I, th- I think zero... Is it? <laughs> zero two. Prior, back in your box. Sunderland will fail to contribute to your Desmond. Have some of that. And Thorpey, as the, uh, the football expert, well... Thorpey this, looks like he's giving us some genuine thought. There's loosely termed Thorpey. <laughs> it's a relative term, Thorpey. Comparative, you know, yeah. I, I, listen, I, I, I believe the pressure's on him at the moment at, to Newcastle. And I think that the fans, he knows the fans want a trophy. And um, and I think the, the, the FA Cup, it gives him something to, to sort of latch on to. Because um, they're, they're sort of failing a little bit in the league at the moment. So I, I think that I think that he'll put out a, even a, a slightly more stronger squad. Thorpey, probably... is he in is he in trouble if he doesn't get through this game? I, I, listen, I, I think he's a great manager. Uh, he, he suffered from a lot of injuries uh, of late and a little bit of lack of form from top players. I've got to say, I think of letting down a little bit. But um, and I, I I'm expecting him to do some some business in 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 the January transfer window to really boost that squad. To job does need boostering. But I, I think that this is something that he can latch on to. I hope I'm right. And I, I'm going to go for... I, 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 listen, they might have a little scare of maybe Sunderland scoring early. But I'm going to go for a 2 or 3-1 for the Newcastle. I think they've just got too much class. Even their youngsters are thriving on, on this journey that they're going on. And I think that um, when you put hungry people in into the uh, Coliseum... I think sometimes they come out winners, and I think that's what will happen at, uh, at this game. And I, I agree with a little bit of what um, Mr Pryor said, is that I'm not sure about this manager. I think he's more of a number two for me. Um, got vast knowledge and his, his coaching ability, but... Another jobby he, reference. Yeah. And that, <laughs> number two. Uh, yeah, number two. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm just not sure about him as a manager. You know, I think he did a really poor job at Rangers. And that he should have been able to win games for fun there, but he kept changing it, and and they kept coming up short. So I'm not sure if he's another one of these people that maybe won't listen and not learn. So um, uh, which he should do. He's just certainly experienced enough to uh, to learn that. But I think that that was going to be a Newcastle win. Well, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to say Sunderland are going to win two one. I'm not hmm. sure why either. I think. Just the downward momentum of Newcastle at the moment and their um, non-documented injuries, of course. I just think Sunderland have got something going here. And I think as well, I will go against what Dave and Thorpey have said as well. I actually think McBeal could be... um, He's still in his time. He's still in the infancy of his managerial career. But he had QPR top before he left or at least in the playoffs last season before he left for Rangers sure it didn't work at Rangers but he had them in the playoffs and they sank like a stone as soon as he left and didn't they still start sinking whilst he was linked with the job Tom if I remember rightly it was as soon not as sure. his name was chucked in there were one or two games that it went wrong and then he left and then they just continued to sink but um, mm. they've not got any better this year. They're still, well, they're 23rd this season, so I wouldn't necessarily put it down to him. Uh, he's got some great players to work with. Bellingham, Chris Rigg, who's still so, so young. I imagine he'll play at some point tomorrow as well. Patrick Roberts, Jack Clark. So I actually think 2-1 Sunderland. I'm going to go against the grain. I you could re- be completely wrong. You realise what a, that means? Sorry, see, it's a massive game for Bellingham, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The eyes on him. Yeah. Yes. Tom Bailey, do you realise if that result comes true, do you know what that means? What? It means no photograph of Mad Dog in the changing rooms on Twitter afterwards. In that case, I take it back. I want a 2-1 Newcastle. Hooray! We need Mad Dog Dog. content. Well, we'll move on to another potential upset here. I think this one could be even more likely than Sunderland beating Newcastle. Three o'clock. I'm going to get this pronunciation wrong. Gillingham hosting Sheffield United. League 2 versus Premier League. 
Championship. Thorpe will stay with you. Sheffield United, there have been signs of life recently. Actually held Manchester City to just two goals against them, as we all wrongly yeah. predicted in our previous predictions podcast. Gillingham, Gillingham, I've done it wrong now. Gillingham coming off the back of two consecutive 1-0 wins in the league. How do you see this one going? Because Gillingham played against Leicester last year, I believe, in the FA Cup and put up a decent fight. Um, so could it be second time lucky? They're certainly on, on a decent path, aren't they? Although I just feel that the new manager going back to Sheffield is, is quite significant here. You know, and he's desperate to get them back on the winning uh, trail. I think he, he needs to concede you know the um, premiership. I can't see them getting out of it. So again, there is something to grab hold of here, and uh, and I think that he might do that. So I, although I think Gillingham um, will put up a decent fight, this could go to extra time. But I think Sheffield might squeak through two one. Dave, what are your uh, what are your? Will we go more than two one, or are we sticking sticking with Thorpey? I think I think it's going to be an ugly one. I think Gillingham will, will fight and give everything at it as you normally get in these cup games. But I think uh, I think it will be a stinky nil one to Sheffield United, and they'll just about have enough to to get themselves through. But I don't think it'll be pretty, and it will be a case of get in, get out, job done. I think. Chrissy yeah. Wilder, Rick, full house for Sheffield United. Yes, I totally agree with everything that that Hilda said which is an unusual situation and one that I'm not entirely comfortable with. But uh, <laughs> I, I think the boy was talking sense. And yeah, it will be one that you don't want to watch and forget about as quickly as possible. And the Sheffield United Blades will win 1-0. And Tom will be quick to text us tomorrow or whenever it is to say that, um, oh, did you see that 3-3 down at Gillingham? Or he'll clip up a prediction he gets right and then send it round to all of us, like the gloating fool that he is. Very 4-2 is difficult to predict, OK? I'm proud of that one. I just wish I put money on it. Um, I would agree. I think Sheffield United will win. It'll be a closer than we would expect, but I'm going to go um, 2-0 to Sheffield United. Gillingham are really bad at scoring goals. So I just don't see them getting anything against... Are they still towards the top of top end of the table? Because they got taken over, didn't they? They were having a really bad yeah. time under they are Harris. Tenth. And then they got taken over and started things started changing for them a little bit. Okay. They are 10th they are and they are the worst goal-scoring side in the league. They've got 21 goals scored in 25 games. So they can't score goals. And if they do, they win 1-0. So Good game to pick be, out for um, prediction then, Tom. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, you know, potential upset or not, as we've said, but I'm doing this as we go. <laughs> doing this as we go. We're professionals here. We're professionals. We'll move on to the uh, next fixture, which I've got down as QPR versus Bournemouth. We touched on McBeal will come to his former side. Well, one of his former sides, at least. Who do we stay? We'll stay with Rick. QPR have not played against Bournemouth since December 2021, where Bournemouth won 1-0 in their promotion campaign from the championship qpr currently in the last five games have not registered a win so you would think it's a bournemouth win on paper surely yes there's not a lot you can more you can say about that bournemouth bournemouth are, are, are going to win they, they 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 were very very unfortunate to come unstuck in their previous run of form of the weekend and i think that they'll get straight back on the horse and yeah it's gonna be comfortable a, a brace to zero Thorpey, would you uh, care to add to that no, I just you know they're playing some good football at the moment. Actually, um, wasn't sure about him when when you know when, when they got rid of um, the manager, but he's come in. Um, he's kept his his theory going, and he's now getting some um, some results. And you weren't the only him. one, Thorpey. You weren't the only one who wasn't sure about him. No, no. Some of us <laughs> have been sacked. Yeah, absolutely. But but in saying that, he's you know he's got a, a man up front in Solanke who's. Um, <laughs> who's on a goal first if he plays if he plays United um, won't want him cup tied <laughs> no, no exactly United definitely will not want him cup tied for sure for, for 93 million you know what I mean so um, it could be a fantastic signing for the mighty devils but um, no I, I think that this will be a, um, a comfortable Bournemouth uh, win um, say no more Dave full house for Bournemouth yeah, listen out for um, 
the here we go tweet when we're with uh, Solanke in the non too distant future. But no, I think it will be uh, QPR on that's on Bournemouth trois. I think it will be nice and comfortable. Three uh, one, Rick for the for the English. I was going to say <laughs> Brexit <laughs> means Brexit, prior. Right. <laughs> and I think the way that Iriola's got them playing, I think it's the type of football that they're playing now where it's a case of it doesn't really matter who comes in if they change it a little bit it'll, everyone will know the system everyone will know their roles and they'll just be far too strong for for whichever qpr side gets put out and not only that tom not only are they playing good football in the premier league they might have a nice little cup run to boot as well continue to prove me wrong um i'm going for a desmond i think no. i think qpr have got a really good manager in marty Fuentes, and i think they'll Say give it a again. go Marti Sifuentes. Nice. I think they're going to get a draw, but then they'll lose in the reverse QPR. So I think Bournemouth will still go through. Oh, yeah. he's given you a replay prediction as well. QPR, I think, I, think they'll, I think they'll surprise some people. There's, there's signs of life in that, in that club. So you the team that are currently, uh, they're, they're currently 23rd in the championship. Yes, but they did win three on the bounce, beating a decent Stoke side. And they have been within a goal in uh, their previous fixtures. So, I don't know. It's the FA Cup, Magic of the Cup. They'll be up for it. So, I'll go for a, a replay, but a Bournemouth win. And with that, we move to, uh, well, one of the teams that QPR beat in their three-win streak. Uh, Stoke hosting Brighton. Brighton, of course, winning against Spurs and then drawing in that absolute dullard of a nil-nil on uh, Tuesday. Stoke drawing four of their last five. Rick, do you think new manager bounce matters for Stoke, considering they've had Stephen Schumacher for a couple of games now, just getting themselves settled? Or do you think Brighton will just have too much? The hipster's choice, as you as you would say. Oh, what is that? I, I'm not allowed to say my own things anymore in this. Sorry, take that back. Edit that out. Go on. No, you've said it now. You've spoiled it for me. <laughs> I think... Brighton will be chomping at the bit to put things right after their last fixture in the nobody wants to play in this Oh, I like that. He can't use his own catchphrase, so he uses Chris Hargreaves instead. (laughs) Chomping at the bit. Chomping at the bit (laughs) to put things right after they played in the nobody wants to play it fixture the other day against West Ham when they might as well have given them both a point and said go home. So uh, I think that, yeah, I think Brighton and Hove Albions will will be 3-0 victors. In this particular fixture. 3-0. Dave, will you expand on 3-0? Yes, I will, but same difference. Uh, 1-4. I think Stoke, Stoke are streaky. And I'm not just talking about their kit. They're they're just a very hit-and-miss kind of team. I know you mentioned about... Um, don't you both shake your heads <laughs> at me like that. Um, Schumacher's gone in there and I think that's a really decent appointment actually he sort of went well under the radar I don't think he was anywhere near the odds at all and then suddenly he just sort of arrived one day and it was like oh okay I didn't see that one coming I think as well he announced that um he was staying at Plymouth and then literally well a week later he was gone so I think a lot of people were thrown off the scent I think Thorpe he was thrown off he's been completely kicked out of this zoom session look (laughs) Hopefully he wasn't too offended by my streaky Stoke comment. <laughs> He's sick of us. He's bloody sick of us. I'm sure he'll come back. He'll be but back soon. Yeah, I think Brighton will will just have, again, the quote of the night really is that they'll have that little bit too much for the for the lower league side. And I expect a big win, to be honest, with lots of goals, goals, goals. I actually don't know what I'm going to think. I think Brighton, I think they're just going to have too much. They're a bit inconsistent at the moment, but they should have enough. I think I'll go two one Brighton, which is a bit more boring, but we've got to have some sense in this in this room, I suppose. Now Thorpey's gone. Let's Thor- Thorpey actually he, he's just messaged me and, and he's just said eight nil to Stoke. <laughs> no. He did. Honestly, that's exactly what <laughs> Thorpey said. Well, uh touch on the two well, two of the five thirty fixtures. We'll start with Chelsea hosting Preston. That'll be on BBC Oh, BBC iPlayer, so not even the main show. Chelsea with well, an injury list the size of Britain <laughs> with a, a squad size. <laughs> oh, Thorpey's back. Tom Bailey forgets how to speak. Thorpey, now you're back. Stoke yes. versus Brighton. Ten seconds. Bang, go. Sto- I think it's going to be upset. <laughs> I do. I don't know why. 
I don't know why, because, you know, Brighton's my granddad's side. I don't want to go against him. But I just for some reason, I've been thinking about this game for, for a while. And um, oh. it just, it just, just something tells me it's going to be an upset. Told did you he... that's what he'd say. <laughs> did you? I did. Oh, I can't go against my granddad's side, can I? You know what I mean? But, yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 Stoke. So that's nearly what I said. Is it? I can't yeah, you're, you're only you're only six goals out. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You said you said eight nil. Apparently, Thorpe. Uh, did I? Fantastic. Well, it's going to be an exciting game then. <laughs> I just want to throw my little factoid in. I changed my my mind. It's going to be a repeat of last year, one nil Brighton. This tie actually took place in the fifth round last season, in uh, the exact same circumstances. Stoke hosting, but yeah, one nil Brighton. Um, moving to. The 5.30 fixtures on Saturday. Chelsea hosting Preston. Chelsea actually in a good run of form at the moment. Four wins in their last five. Preston the opposite. One win in their last five. Uh, who do we go to? Thorpey, since you're back, we'll stay with you. Potential upset on the cards. Very uh, Bradford-esque. Or, if, it was, um, if, it was, if it was at Preston, I'd say yes. But I think that, you know, again, he, he needs to keep the, the run going for their confidence sake. And... Um, you know, there's also speculation players leaving his club, so I'm expecting him to put out um, a mixture, but a strong mixture, and um, Chelsea will win quite comfortably, I think, in this game. I think 3-1 or 3 I'll mine in straight away. I'm going to agree with 3-1. Uh, we'll move mm. straight on to Dave. So I agree with the with everyone's angle here and, and the reasons that they've given, but I think Chelsea against a disappointing Preston team I think they might actually have a little bit of a field day. So I'm going to say 5-1 here. Ooh. Rick, any advances on five? No. 4-0. <laughs> Every fibre of my Not body far. says you cannot Come predict door. Chelsea to win. But uh, I think that they will. And I think it will be by four goals to zero goals. I think Four-one. Preston at home is a nice one that you want, really, mm. at the moment. To be yeah. fair, especially when you don't have a flipping I'll... clue what Chelsea side's going to turn up and who you're going to pick or anything, it's it's a nice fixture for them. I would have had um, I would have had a much better time with the draw if uh, Liverpool had got that one. We'll touch on that one in a bit. Final fixture of Saturday that we're going to cover at least: uh, Middlesbrough hosting Aston Villa. That is uh, also on iPlayer and uh, the main channel as well. They've been picked over Chelsea. Look at them, Middlesbrough coming in. With uh, three wins in the last five, they did lose at the weekend to uh, Coventry, though. Villa obviously beating Burnley. Dave, do you think this could be a goals fest? What I want to chuck in for the reasoning for this is their main keeper, Seni Dieng, is injured until mid-January. So they're using a backup. Yeah, maybe. Um, Middlesbrough are a good cup side, aren't they? I know they're obviously in the semi-finals of the Carabao. but Which is coming up as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's coming up. And they have had some really good results quite recently. I think they've done quite well in the last couple of years. I seem to remember. So I think, I think it might be. I think it might be a. Um, a t- both are quite good defensively. Obviously, you mentioned about them losing quite heavily at the weekend, but I could see a nil-nil here, and it going back to to Villa Park. Thorpey, would you uh, well go for go for more? As the Aston Villa manager would have said. I wanted to win the uh, Premier League. I wanted to win the FA Cup. I wanted to win the European Cup. I wanted to win every game. So he wants to win this game. So he's going to win this game. What it's just happened? So I I just think that Middlesbrough are, are really like Carrick as a manager. I'm not sure what's gone wrong there. And it's really disappointing because I had him, I put money on him to get promotion and he needs to pull his finger out. But I think he, he's going to get there because... I think he lost two or three of his decent players in the transfer window. Um, but I do think that Aston Villa got something special and he does want to win something. And I think that they could go all the way to the final. So I do believe Aston Villa will win this one. It's not going to be, It's going to, again, it'll probably be 2-1, 3-2 possibly. Could be a goal fest. Well, I will say it's going to be a 4-0 Villa. 4-0? Middlesbrough against um, open teams struggle, and I'm only going off their cup tie last year. Again, it's based on teams, isn't it? Like what they put out. Because obviously, you've seen in the Europa League or Europa Conference League, when they rotated their side, albeit a European competition, they seem to have really sort of they just got lucky in some of the games. So again, it depends who they put out, I guess. Mm. 
Yeah, I, just, I think 4-0. Middlesbrough got thumped 5-1 last year by Brighton, who are another open side, so I think it could get pretty ugly. And uh, they'll just focus on the league. Blimey, um, where am I getting this Middlesbrough really good defensively from? If I just um, made that up? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move to oh, Sunday well, fixtures. Oh, yeah, God, sorry. Go on. I suppose we'll let you Outrageous. go. I want Aston Villa to go all the way so that Unai Emery keeps cropping up on our podcast. That <laughs> That's all I want. As long as we get Unai back, I don't care. I thought Good Mike e- Yardwood was here. <laughs> Good evening. I wanted to win everything. <laughs> He's back. I, yeah, I, I think Villa will win this by three Birmingham goals to one. And therefore, they will progress because as Thorpe's right, if they're going to get to the final, they need to win this game. And then we get Unai back on next round. Lovely. Lovely. Everyone's a winner. Well, we'll move to Sunday. Now we've we've actually had everyone's predictions on that one. Tom, um, Tom just a thought for future, just a bit of housekeeping and a, and a bit of uh, scheduling thing. Can we, can we just have fixtures where Thorpe can do an impression of their manager? Just pick those teams. <laughs> We could probably squeeze a couple out. Oh dear! See, he, he can he can he can do the same impression for when we do Arsenal Liverpool when there's Arteta covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we've got a few fixtures. Um, I'm aware of time, so we'll cut short some of them and simply jump to the exciting ones. Which, in fact, there is two left. Um, there is Luton Bolton. We won't bother with that one. Manchester City Huddersfield. We know it's going to be City that win that, and West Ham Bristol is probably going to be a West Ham win. So the exciting one: four thirty, Arsenal versus Liverpool. Who do we go with? We'll stay with. In fact, we'll go to Dave first with uh, Arsenal. Do it well. Arsenal are on the back of a three-game winless run, and Liverpool doing very well against Newcastle. What do we think, Dave? So. Historically, I always like us to do quite well in the FA Cup. It's a, you know, it's a prestigious competition to win. But I get the impression this season that it does seem as though that it's being put into the category of having bigger fish to fry. And possibly you could argue that with Arsenal as well, albeit on the tricky spell that they're having. I'm not really sure if we're going there at a good time or not, to be quite honest. But I'm expecting both teams to actually rotate here. And that makes me think that, I don't know, maybe Arsenal will just will come out 2-1 winners out, out of two teams that have changed their side. I'm not really sure how to call this one, to be honest, but I'm going to say a narrow home win. So then if we lo- do lose, I can say, well, at least I got the prediction right, I suppose. But with the Europa League, the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup, I think that will be prioritised, that competition now, now that they're so close to the final. The Premier League obviously looks like it might potentially be madness up until around March, April, until, you know, depending on whatever happens with City. So I'm not really sure if Klopp's going to go full strength here. And obviously we lose Salah and Endo because of the cup competitions overseas. The overseas competitions, Rick, we don't like the overseas competitions. (laughs) And so I think, yeah, I I think I think Arsenal will probably just have too much in their home advantage, but we'll see. I'm going to jump straight in with my call. I think we're going to hear some Jurgen Klopp complaints. Uh, about Is he here? Again. <laughs> Is Jurgen here? <laughs> I'm at my mum and dad, so I don't have him with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's a one-all and it will be a replay and then we'll hear Klopp complain about it. Yeah. I, I think... replays. He loves yeah, a replay, does that man? Oh my no goodness, we, were, we we just established at the start of this podcast that there's no replays and loads of us have said replays in our... Tom's just come out with replays, there are no replays. Re- yeah, there are, there's replays until round five. Oh, right. Uh, that's the, when they after stop. After fifth round is actually <laughs> They five. stop, not start, oh. David. Pack that out as well, Rich. I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a one-all. Um, Thorpey, what are your thoughts on this potential replay? Oh, Jürgen. What I, do you I, think? Jürgen, yeah. Yeah, I can't do a German one. So I, I actually think this will be a depleted squads, um, and I'm going to stick with my side and say that the youngsters are going to come through with a penalty win, two-one. It's going to be a dodgy penalty, and Arteta's going to be fuming again. So, and he'll go off on one of his rants about VAR and how you know it's incompetent. How will it sound, Thorpey? Oh, God, no. Please don't do this. No, no, I can't do it. But I'd have to practice that. You know what I mean? Something to work on, Paul. 
We'll get him yeah, a week. You've got to work on this. Okay, so I do I, I'm going to go for a Liverpool win. Yeah, 2 1. 2 1. Bosh. And uh, in the Rick Hyatt derby, we'll have his thoughts. Has anyone checked to see if Jota's poor old wobbly legs have recovered enough for him to stand up? I was hoping you weren't going to say anything about yeah, that. Yeah, I was hoping you weren't going to say anything either because he, he's... Oh, I love Jota of all players. I was just Gravity like, no. doesn't. It's, Gravity it's, it's, is not his friend. It just it just wasn't necessary, was it? No. i got to say, I don't like... I don't know, even if it's a Liverpool fan, you know, and um, he should be fine two weeks' wages. It was... Um, it wasn't a penalty. Disappointing. Almost as bad as when somebody got... Well, if he had got, if he'd just gone down, down to... If he'd just gone down to start with, that might, you know, it might have been all right. But has oh, there dear. ever been a less convincing penalty awarded in the history? I mean, you, you why guys, not tap it in? As, I don't as, understand. As yeah. Liverpool supporters, you've obviously seen a lot of penalties. So, in in the grand scheme of things, if if you are the authorities, you know more about this than anyone else. Do you know what? Even worse is that VAR actually agreed. May I know that is even That's worse. The scary worrying part. thing about it. You know, and uh, 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 what is the penalty nowadays? Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. That's for another podcast, though. <laughs> yeah, moving it back to Arsenal, <laughs> Liverpool. I yes. I, do you know, I I I think that the the Ars are going to do it two one. He's agreeing with Hilda again. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. Michael <laughs> Thomas all over again. Well, we'll uh, we'll move to the final game of the FA Cup round. The most no, you don't feel you have one. to. What, Shrewsbury Wrexham? Yeah, I was going to say, when he said a big game, I was expecting that one. Come on. Time for one more. Wrexham is huge. It's Hollywood. Televised Monday night fixture, Wigan Athletic hosting Manchester United. Now, we'll obviously leave Rick till last, so Thorpey will come to you. Cup set on the cards? Well, I'd love to think so. I'd love to think so. But they've got to to start winning and, um, and, and get... You know, get this run or some some type of run going. This is a massive, massive game, isn't it? Because the potential and the fear of Manchester United losing this one is just huge. They've got to win. It's a must-win game for them, isn't it? You got you got to say it, and um, they might have to win it. I, I no, I think Manchester United win this. Actually, I think they're winning quite comfortably. I think that the desire has got to be there. You've got to be winding your players up, haven't you? Whoever he plays, you've got to be big enough and strong enough. To, to to win that game. So um, as much as I love, absolutely love it for Wigan. We may have just lost Thorpe again. We may have. We'll just find out. He, in a minute. Just as he started to go for Kevin Keegan yeah. as well. <laughs> He's getting there. I bloody love it if we beat them. We'll uh, we'll come to Dave next while we see if Thorpe comes back or not. Do you care to expand off of what Thorpe's established with us? Yeah, I was sort of on the same lines, really. I think I think United will win comfortably because they just they have to win comfortably. They have, you know, look at the Everton performance the other day. All right, you could say that they went to the Everton. Well, no, they actually went to Everton at the. They thought it was going to be a more difficult game than what it turned out to be, didn't they? So I'm expecting it to sort of be that type of performance against a Wigan side that you know would just won't have anywhere near as much quality as Manchester United have. Certainly in this kind of offering so i didn't actually realize it was at wigan i thought it was at old trafford but i'm still gonna say united will win pretty comfortably so i'll say three nil but i'm holding out for a for a cup set <laughs> can't I see it say, though i will say we'll go two nil i just think the quality will come through um two nil united i should say wigan have struggled historically against united as well so i just think they'll have too much two nil comfortable as you like now the main event Rick Hyatt what are your thoughts my thoughts are that Manchester United playing away in a knockout competition for the first time in what seems like many many years I think that's something it's in double figures the amount of home ties that United have had in various cup competitions just recently and it's just nice to get a nice away allocation and I think can see Manchester United's coming out on top by two goals to nil. I think that's the way it will it will it will turn out, and the FA Cup will be stronger for the continued presence of the mighty Manchester Reds. Well, that's a disappointing end. Very um, calm uh, and collected. The TV unranked. companies will be happy with Manchester United getting through to the next round. Another well, one for TV. They might be, yeah, they might be, might get a game on the telly for a change. <laughs> What a lovely change that would make. And with that, 
What about what about Wrexham? What about Hollywood? You've neglected to to ask for a prediction. I won't because we are coming back to uh, our final final prediction before we wrap things up. Thorpey's back. Um, Thorpey, you were so rudely interrupted by uh, the the wonderful internet connection. Yeah. Um, so what are we that. thinking? What are we thinking for a score? Uh, of which game? Sorry. Um, of the Wigan versus United game. Oh, sorry. Three-one uh, uh, Manu. Three-one Manu. We've got a full house for United then. And with that, I think that's all we've got time for. Join us on Saturday. It'll be Dave and Thorpey for that one. I think. Oh yes. Yes. Oh, the dream team. Bath. First run out of the new season. New season. New year. <laughs> Don't forget, That's Thorpey, it. get your reducer in earlier. Don't take any nonsense from Pryor. Sort him out. <laughs> I look forward to I look forward to Three Valley special guest Unai Emery joining us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be wonderful. Oh, so, Thorpey, thank you for joining us. My absolute pleasure, and uh, hope everybody gets to to watch the game on Saturday. And if you can't listen to us, I'm sure Dave will make it entertaining. Absolutely. Speaking of Dave, thank you very much, Dave, for coming tonight. Yeah, thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, thank you very much for hosting Thomas. Uh, really appreciate it. it, it you know what? It's more it's, it's more difficult having to actually have an opinion. Uh, it's much easier to just ask the questions. <laughs> uh, it's easier when you've thought of the questions, though. This is true. Um, and Rick, well, it's a goodbye from me. Rick, sign us off. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to another edition of Football Bloody hell, with special guest, Unai Emery. <laughs>